Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, N- Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. Are you are you uh, are you doing that? Uh, are you doing the shoulder thing, the shoulder stretch? Yeah, we were Tony just talk- Robbins. Yeah. Have you seen his Netflix um, documentary? No. I'm not your guru. <laughs> I have not. It sounds it's like really it great. uncovers something that maybe I have thought a long time about. Yeah, I don't know no, much about him, but I always, I've had, I, I don't know much about him. It's great. And, 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 you know, I don't honestly do all, well, I, I mean, I do follow him, so I shouldn't say I don't know anything about him because I do. You did, uh, you did watch the documentary is what I But think. I did watch the documentary. I've never been to any of his, you know, like conference seminar things, but that's what the documentary is about is, is this weekend long, um, I don't know what you call it. Like it's not a conference, but intensive retreat, in, like a, it's retreat a retreat. There you go. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And yes, he does this thing right before he goes on stage and it's this shoulder thing. And so that's what Pete and I were talking about before we started recording is we've got our shoulder thing going that's right. on. There's my sense. My sense is that he's double jointed <laughs> and it may not work unless you can actually disjoint your shoulders. That's the secret. I want it to work though, because he has the energy that I want. Yeah, I want right. the energy. No yeah. kidding. Okay. We are we're going to be talking about impulsivity today. This is uh, this was inspired by an email, um, uh, possibly a couple of emails on this idea of impulsivity and ADHD and uh, how that can impact your day-to-day life. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can listen to the show for free right there on the website, or even better, subscribe to the mailing list, and you can uh, get a notification every time a new episode hits. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD, and call 503-664-4ADD to get your voice and your thoughts on the show. And you know what else? Uh, you can actually, uh, if you if you wanted to, you could send us an email with a link to an MP3, or uh, uh, send an MP3. We'll put oh, your voice on the new. show. You know what? Yeah, you know it's 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 uh, not really new. We've kind of oh. had it for a while, but but I've never talked about it. And if it's easier for you to do that than to call a voicemail, if you'd like to just send a quick MP3 from your phone, you're welcome to do that too. If you know how to do it, there are ways to get me audio. That's what awesome. I'm saying. Yeah. Cool. So before we talk about impulsivity, we got an email. We did. Oh, I love this email so much. So uh, this was this was feedback on our episode from uh, episode two sixty three from August thirtieth when we were addressing the struggles uh, that come with creating structures and not sticking to them. And so she wrote this piece in her journal and shared it with us and the community. So here you go. She writes. 
Getting organized or establishing new habits is like following your breath when trying to meditate. We're taught that when you notice your mind wandering off and straying from the intention of following the breath, you simply notice having done so, without judgment, and return to following your breath. What if we could apply the same technique to habits, following routines, and using strategies? What if that power was not the new desired behavior, but the habit was returning to the desired behavior without judgment? If you solidify the habit of return, you will worry less about leaving the path. You will always have a way back. Hmm. Oh, I love that. I do too. I really do. I, I love the without judgment part of it because I think that that is what gets people so stuck is they feel so much shame and so, so much disappointment for not following through, but that's not even what, you know, that that's opposite of what this is. It's not about the habit. It's just about returning to it, you know, without that's judgment. Right. That's what you're doing is you're returning back to, to trying to, to making a difference in your life. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I love it so much. I think we should put it in the show notes. We will put it in the show notes. I think it's fantastic. And you know, it goes back to this trusted system. The whole point of having a system, the whole point of having a system is so that you have a system when it breaks down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great perspective. You know how to put your life back together. It's perfect. So thank you so, so very much for that email. Fantastic. Now, Pete, you also uh, shared with me something that you found online that is being developed. Well, I did. This is, I I think this is a pretty fun little device. Speaking of habits and, and building habits, if you are into Kickstarter and know that Kickstarter is not a store, this is a way to back new products. And so you can learn about Kickstarter at kickstarter.com. Uh, but if you've never backed a Kickstarter here, this might be your chance. Uh, as of today, the Moti, M-O-T-I, Smart Companion for Better Habits, uh, is on its way toward meeting its $50,000 development goal. Uh, there are 32 days left. It looks like it's really going to nail it and and uh, actually hit that goal. But maybe uh, if you're interested in building better habits, this little robot could help. And it's not so much a robot in that it doesn't like move, but it does monitor you uh, and your goals. Every time you meet a goal, like maybe it's do yoga for 10 minutes every day, you push the little button and it gives you these cute little rewarding sounds. <laughs> it does. It does. It shows it's it gets excited for you. And when you don't do your habits, when you're not pushing it, uh-oh. uh oh <laughs> and it changes color and it it gives you the kind of reward and tactile and visual feedback that we've been talking about uh that can that could possibly uh help you develop and maintain new habits and structures. So I think it's worth checking out. It's in the show notes where you can search for Moti, your smart companion for better habits by Moti Inc. M-O-T-I. Uh, it looks like the the first level uh, super early bird um, uh, registration. There's there, Well, as of right now, as we're recording this, there's only one left of those, but it's $79.89 for the early bird. Uh, early birds uh, so you can you can get in on these modis and learn more about them in their f- funny little video check mm-hmm. it out yes, there you go definitely. All, right. all right shall we talk about impulsivity let's do it all right so this all came from an email uh, from a listener who is uh, struggling with impulsivity at work and the email uh, anonymized here due to my adhd 
I impulsively send emails at work, and it's gotten to the point that my manager has asked me to stop sending emails altogether. Since I've told my manager that I have ADD, my company is required by law to provide reasonable accommodations to provide me with people like me with disabilities rather than firing me. I'm not sure what the solution is, if any, that's been found to help mitigate emailing impulsively. Ideas welcome. Feel free to share my experiences with others. I want others with ADHD to know that they are not alone in fighting ignorance and judgment in the workplace. Um, So in in this case, the impulsivity, knowing a little bit more about the story, the impulsivity applies not just in sending emails to immediate coworkers and team members, but uh, when an idea strikes, this individual is sending email to um, directors of other teams across this large organization, and uh, those managers and directors and uh, senior uh, people are writing this person's direct supervisor saying, I don't know where these ideas are coming from. There is a chain of command here, a hierarchy that we need to filter a lot of these things. So, you know, take care of that. Uh, and so that's where we are. And that is, it, it sounds like the organization is trying to do the right thing and learning along the way what the right thing is. And so this listener has asked us to, to um, chime in. What do you think? Well, I think there's a, a couple of issues going on. Uh, certainly the impulsivity and the ADHD with the emails. And then also, you know, that last sentence is a pretty powerful statement, the ignorance and judgment in the workplace. And uh, for today, what I would like to tackle is the impulsivity and the, and the ADHD and kind of talk about it in a broad sense. Um, I do have a couple of things to say specifically about this email um, towards the end, but I really want to talk about it on a broad sense because obviously he's not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that that have these issues and uh, I see it a lot with my clients too, just feeling like uh, very self-conscious of co- having conversations with people because they feel like they're going to talk over them or they're not really listening or co- interrupting or just blurting things out. And also anger, you know, can be um, something that's troublesome for people if they can't hold that in or filter that in. So, um, you know, when we, when we talk about impulsivity, it's obviously a very common challenge with ADHD. It it happens to a lot of different people and, uh, it, it is basically lacking this self inhibiting function in your brain to be able to pause. Like you, you, you're not able to pause. You're just reacting and you know, you have, you lack your impulse control. Mm -hmm. You see this with children, right? I mean, you know, young kids don't necessarily think about stopping and looking both ways. They just go, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because that's wait what they want to do. Exactly. Wait for a break <laughs> in the conversation before you interrupt. Those sorts of lessons you learn, you know, when you're eight to 10. Right, right. But with ADHD, the problem um, is that executive function uh, or part one of the executive functions where we don't, uh, ADHD doesn't necessarily learn from past experiences. So when these news, when these situations come up again, they don't necessarily remember that I shouldn't cross the street because I might get ran over. Mm-hmm. Even though that happened the last time, I'm not thinking about it right now because I'm in the moment of right now. So that's kind of the disconnect is that it, y- even though you know it's not smart to, to send the email, you know you might get in trouble, you're in the moment. And that's where the ADHD kind of um, 
is challenging, you know, right, to try right. to rein in. Well, and for some, I think it's, and, and I'm going to speak a little bit personally here. Mine, uh, the way it works for me when I'm in a conversation with people or I have an idea, I don't impulsively send the emails, but I do have trouble shutting off my brain in the middle of a conversation. And when I'm at my worst, it it can it manifest differently that my brain doesn't shut off, even though I'm, I'm involved in a conversation that I'm not involved in at all. I may not open my mouth, but I'm not present. Exactly. Right. You're thinking of something else or a lot of times people will be thinking about what they're going to say next. So they're not listening. Right. And so, Um, and and so that's, that's really the muscle we're talking about, right? Is, is, is it it may manifest in a whole bunch of different ways, but the muscle, that's just a symptom of this muscle we need to focus on. Yeah. And what we're talking about is kind of conversations and relationships with people, but yes, I mean, it can manifest in risky behavior, um, overspending, gambling, drugs, alcohol, you know, um, getting fired because you just told your boss off, you Mm -hmm. know, um, all of these different things. And, and people, you know, if you, if you're constantly doing that with your relationships, with friendships, with coworkers, people are going to get annoyed and and they're going to have a difficult time talking with you. And, and, uh, and, you know, that's a terrible place for you and for other people to be in. So it, it, it does affect people in, you know, different degrees. Some people have a harder time with it than others. I know that medication has, um, definitely helped a lot of my clients with this particular, um, symptom of ADHD. Um, but I think that the key here is like any other challenge that you may have with ADHD, whether it's organizing time management, whatever it is, uh, you have to understand how, what it is and how it affects you and that it is a part of your ADHD. So it's not necessarily an excuse. Like you can't just have an excuse. Well, I have sent these emails because I have ADHD. I mean, that's not fair, you know, Uh, it's an explanation, but you do need to figure out somehow how to address this and how to manage it. And if you're in a situation where there's a, a very severe consequence, like you could get fired, then you've got to do something about it immediately. Right, right. Like well, you can't that's, ignore that's a it. really important distinction, right? An explanation is something you're attempting to do something about. An excuse is something you're just going to live with. And just assuming that, well, I have ADHD, so it, it you know, I'm off the hook. Right. Because that, you know, you have to manage it. You got to figure it out. There's got to be a lot of communicate. Now, I'm not saying by any means that you should be judged by that Mm -hmm. or that you should feel shame by that. Right. Um, you just need to figure out how, how do I, how do I do this? How do I figure this out so that I have the tools and and the strategies in place so that it doesn't keep happening or at least it, you know, it happens less Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you're, you're not feeling like you're in trouble. Okay. (laughs) So so where would you, uh, where do you start? Uh, You know, the, first of all, the, first of all, you need to get some help. I mean, if this, again, if we're talking about severe stuff here, um, you know, talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist, talk to your ADHD coach, um, Find some different strategies, which we will talk about today. Um, if you're not on medication, again, you might want to do a little bit of research on that, how this may help that particular symptom. So definitely talk to your doctor about that. But don't ignore it and don't feel like you can handle it on your own. So um, definitely reach out for help. Reach out to the ADHD community. Talk to other people about how they um, handle this. I, you know, I would love listeners, and I will ask again at the end of the of the show, but tell us, you know, um, um, I want to hear success stories so that we can help this reader and other people who deal with this on what you've done, you mm-hmm. know? And, mm-hmm. and so I think just reaching out. Okay. Um, second, I think you have to identify the situations where you are going to act 
impulsive or where you're going to most likely act impulsive. So like in this situation, we know it's about email. So, Hey, we've nailed that. That's a good thing. That's a possible, you know, that's a very positive thing. Right. Cause here's a tool that we know enables this behavior, but there's yes. another side of it, which is, you know, possibly it's because of access to email that is so easy that it enables you to act whenever you have a spontaneous idea. Right. And so that's what we're talking about because with ADHD, these, the brain's always going and these ideas are always clicking. And if you give yourself too much ease of access to this tool, that can get you in trouble. Maybe what, maybe it's a matter of refocusing uh, to a different kind of tool. Yeah. Yeah. Or having, yeah. I mean, they're putting some kind of rule or boundary about when you check email and what, what are the rules that you need to put around that before you respond? And, and uh, maybe you need to have reminders around your, you know, computer. I mean, it's whatever it takes for I've you been to stop totally, and pause. Totally. I've been thinking so much about the day one strategy. You know, we talked a year ago, I think, about uh, using day one in a journaling app instead of, you know, social media like Facebook. When you're tempted to stand in line and do Facebook, go into day one and write it. Maybe this is the solution uh, to that is a potential solution to that problem where when you're tempted to have a great idea and write an email, write the email, but do it in day one in some sort of a journaling tool Absolutely. that allows you to capture the idea, to know that you have it, but give you space and time to reflect a, a sort of mandatory waiting period for email and and maybe talk in person to somebody that could give you some idea about whether or not this is appropriate. Absolutely. Uh, and and it's funny because that was one of, this is actually one of my tips is to make it harder to act impulsively. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying is that don't make the email as accessible. But it's so funny you talked about the day one journal because I have that in, in my notes. It's like, have it if you're in a meeting and you're and you know that this could be a trigger for you that this this awareness is that okay this this could be a you know an issue have that day one journal have a notepad have something in front of you that you can write what you think first before you say anything and 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 have on the top of the journal you know thoughts here first or something yeah, yeah. um but really make an effort to do that so i love that you, well you're you're like a mind reader. i'm a mind reader you know yeah. it's, it's a response to <laughs> one of the things i hate so much is when you hear this well if you're emailing too much turn off your internet or don't launch your email or turn off notifications which all of those may be good solutions but not to this problem because right. this is a problem where you don't want to lose the gift the gift is you have bang awesome ideas and they're always firing and the solution heretofore has been to get them out of your head into an email and hand them off to somebody else you don't want to lose the gem of the idea you've got to find a way to capture the idea because that's your superpower you might as well make use of it you just want to act responsibly with it absolutely you just got to channel it in a different way absolutely um the only other thing i want to talk about the the identifying the situations if you're not really sure then you know track it. And I know that sounds tedious, but, and, and it doesn't have to be a perfect tracking tracking system, but just when you notice that, you know, you maybe wish you would have said, not said something or handled something different, just kind of track it and just notice it so that you can, you know, better identify those situations later on. With that being said, you also have to listen to your body because our body tells us first when we're angry, it tells us when we're upset, right? Because, and it, and it feels different to everybody, but we have to pay attention to that. You 
you know, is your stomach tightening? Are you feeling heat in your face? You know, are you tensing up in some way? Is something upsetting you or are you excited because you want to share your idea? And, you know, really pay attention to how you react so that these can be flags for you, again, to take that deep breath and pause before you react. Um, You know, it's not easy. It's not going to happen every single time. But again, just really bringing awareness to what's going on. Absolutely. I also, I want to look at it on a strength um, point of view. Reflect on when you did have control. What situations do, and not did, but do, what situations do you have control over? Because I would want to know as a coach, if I was coaching you through this, you know, when did you feel, or give me an an example of a time where you really felt like it could have gone bad, but it didn't because you were able to stop yourself in a situation. Um, And let's work off of those times where you see success and, and what, what can we learn from that so that we can uh, take that over to, other future things that might happen. Right. Um, so I, you know, that's something too, is to really take some time to just reflect of, Hey, I, I'm not completely out of control. I mean, you know, I, I, I can get, I can figure this out. So let's look at when, where you really are successful. That's right. I think about it, you know, when you, if you have a sort of a physiological problem, if you have a physical challenge, you know, we're dealing with this with the syncope. I, you know, my, my daughter has fainting spells that we're learning about and the solution is not medication. The solution is it doesn't have to, it's not that kind of a problem for her, but the doctor said, you just have to know when it's happening. Mm-hmm. so that you can take immediate action. Mm-hmm. And if you recognize the the symptoms and the symbols that go on around you, then you can actually take action and, and prevent this from happening in the future. It turns out it's a relatively simple fix. Yes. That's the magic of it. Right, right. You ha- you can do it. You can do this. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yes. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> All the people listening. Um, okay, this is a really important strategy. And I don't know where I came up with this. But man, after <laughs> I wrote it down on the notes, I was like, that is damn good. <laughs> so I hope everybody really listens to this. Actively make this your priority. Oh, yes. So what I mean by that is I have clients, I talk to people all the time who are working on everything to try to manage their ADHD, right? They're working on organization. They're working on time management. They're working on several different routines. And you know, I always say, start with one, start slow, one thing at a time, In this particular situation, you are putting yourself at risk if there is, again, those consequences that you have to think about. And um, you have to make this your priority and nothing else until you really feel like I've got this under control, Mm -hmm. Um, which means doing all of these things that we've already talked about, you know, making it hard to to act impulsively, um, to have reminders around your your computer, your mirror, just to, you know, have a positive affirmation, you know, that you're going to make good choices and you're going to pause and you're going to really think before you speak and, and, uh, talk to 
people, get the support that you need, role play with someone if you need to. So here you've identified the situations, you know, you're going into a meeting with your boss. You don't maybe like your boss role play with someone that you trust to see how this conversation could go. What if they said this, what would you do? How are you going to recognize how you feel? Um, would it be helpful to have that day one planner with you while you're going into the meeting, but really make a conscious effort to make this your priority and to really, really work on it. Like this isn't something to just, well, I didn't get up, so I guess I'm going to be late today. I mean, this is really, it's so important. And I, I was really surprised, honestly, Pete, that we haven't talked about it, you know, a whole lot ever. Yeah. I mean, like this hasn't been a a topic. And I, I am surprised because um, it is, it's a huge issue in it. And I know it bothers a lot of people. Yeah, so. it's true. That's true. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, it is hard to give direct advice from the caller who emailed us because we just don't know the whole situation. Um, but I do know that it can be a frustrating situation when you have someone tell you that you have to stop doing something or that you need to do it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not uncommon for people to take, you know, obviously some, Def- you know, they're going to be on the defense yeah. um, when that happens. And a lot of folks with ADHD are, are already really hard on themselves and getting any kind of negative feedback can just feel really bad and really awful. And, you know, I feel for that person and I feel for anybody listening that, that feel, you know, has felt this way recently or a lot or whatever, it, it can be a terrible place to be in. Um, you know, I think it's just remembering that you're not intentionally trying to make people mad. This isn't, it, it is just the way that your brain is wired. It's not your fault. Don't take shame in it. Just do what you need to do to, to, uh, you know, to, to not fix it, but just try to manage it and, uh, get support. Yeah. I mean, all of these things, and to you know, you, it, like we, like we've talked about before to give yourself permission, both to fail and to succeed, yeah, right? To, yeah. to, if you face this with goodwill and you, and the people who are impacted, you know, in this case, your manager and your team members, uh, to face them with goodwill and, and let them know you're trying to change. And you recognize this, this may have come off in some way that you didn't intend, but that you are, you're working on it. And this is something that you may ask for help on even from the people who are impacted by it, that, right. that if it's important and, and you're on a, a solid team, then, then maybe asking for help from those people is, is a, is a good strategy. Absolutely. And again, you know, I want people to share with us their success stories. Um, tell us when, um, you have been able to, to get this under control. What did you do? What kinds of things are in your toolbox? Because we would love to share that. Um, in the blog this week, I did want to talk about, I'm going to, um, share with you another strategy that I learned while I was getting my certification, um, for ADHD coaching. And so be sure to check that out. It will go live this Thursday on the website. Um, and you probably already mentioned this Pete earlier, but if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, uh, now do please do so, so that you don't miss, um, a podcast or a blog post when, especially when I'm adding on to the conversation yeah. and that's exactly what I'm doing this week. Absolutely. I'm giving you another, another tool for that toolbox. So love it. Love there you it. go. Thank you, everybody, for, for downloading and listening to this show. This is an important uh, topic. And thank you, uh, doubly, 
to our our listener who wrote this uh, email into us. This is a, a great fodder for conversation and hope that it helps uh, a lot of folks out there who are struggling with impulsivity. Nikki, thank you as always. You are so welcome, P. Wright. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing to this podcast. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>